Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Girls Guide to Greatness. This is episode 103, and today we're talking about seeking the sacred, how to reclaim your connection with God and spirit. I've got a special guest for you today. His name is Adam Tudor. He's a transformational coach, and he helps to create spaces for stillness and silence in order to guide our quest for freedom from anxiety, fear, and the shadows that keep us small. He has pledged his life to help all individuals, especially men, uncover the yearning in their hearts and ignite a fire of unconditional love and service to the world. Adam creates these spaces through one-on-one coaching, online men's groups, immersive wilderness retreats that help individuals seek the sacred and reclaim their faith in themselves, in humanity, and in God. I am so excited to have Adam on the show. Welcome. Cool. Yeah, that sounded good. I like the way you said all those things. It's amazing, right? Well, I love that we're going to be talking about this because it's the perfect time to talk about this. It's the beginning of the year. And to be honest, I mean, it's always the perfect time to talk about this. Anytime that you're talking about reconnecting with God and spirit is a good thing. But how awesome can we do that at the beginning of the year where we can set that solid foundation and really carry it with us from the months to come? Yeah, um, and it kind of, it, it happens when it needs to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happens that we have this, we tune into the same vibration at certain times, and so it's, the energy's stronger, right? Yeah. But, you know, when it happens, it happens, and you have to lean into it and, and you know, press reset and make that decision, so... Um, may it happen for more people at other times. Yeah. Uh, not just, you know, these arbitrary moments that have been right. decided for us. So. I love that. I love when you said, um, if it happens, you know, when it happens or whatever, it's like, there's no need to force this. It's, you know, when you find it, when it does show up, lean into it. That's a, be- that's a beautiful thing. So um, I like to tell people that even though my podcast is called Girl's Guide to Greatness, it's not just all about women. I mean, it, my goal is to really empower women and to really show them that they're capable of great things. And the really um, what I love doing is just having great people on the show, men and women doing great things in the world. I mean, how awesome is that? That we can share each other's wisdom, each other's energy, um, our thoughts, ideals, like all these amazing things, our grand vision. I just love it. It just fires me up. <laughs> mm. And it's, and it's critical. It's, we have to share. We have to come from the, the perspective of the woman and the man. And we have to step in those spaces together because the work is being done in healing circles with women and healing circles with men. And I don't see it happening enough integrated in a really conscious way. Um, people i my name is mentor for the masculine but that doesn't mean that i just work with men right 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 masculine energies within all of us so it's the same so i resonate with that and i'm I'm grateful to be a part of that integration that you're fostering that's awesome well adam can you tell us how you got started like what made you want to become a transformational coach and how how did you get started (laughs) is that a good story (laughs) sure yeah um I don't think I ever, I didn't have like this goal of like, I'm going to be a transformational coach. Like it wasn't like something that I set forth on my new year's resolutions, for example, <laughs> right. like that, that wasn't something that I put out there in the universe. Um, it was more of a natural process of becoming a man for me. Um, I, I found men's work about five years ago, men's work being 
um, the field of of work and experiences and workshops and transformational processes that help men uncover their deepest truth, their mission in life. A lot of this, some of this can be trauma work, so shadow work. Some of this can be archetypal work. Some of it can be, you know, wilderness-based, you know, reclaiming a sense of tribe and community, um, and connection to God and spirit, whatever that may look like. Um, and coming into community with men um, for healing. And so I began that myself about five years ago, and I was so deeply moved because I didn't think I had anything to deal with. I thought I was good, you know? And, and then I stepped into the, the circle with the men, and I was like, oh, like, I'm terrified, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, to be in a group of men, um, intimidated. I don't know how to express myself around men. And I was, and I realized where that came from. And so I came through it and these men held me that I've never met and they cried for me. Oh, wow. And they embraced me and, and like good, strong men, you know, That's not amazing. Men who were like very emotional or whatever, but like strong men who were like right. kings and warriors. Right. And like, mm-hmm. and so I was like, if this is something that's out there, like I want to be a part of it, you know? And so I kind of, I did plant that seed, you know, many years ago. And, um, and so over time, I just kept doing the work on myself and noticing the transformation, you know, through romantic, a lot of it was around romantic relationships for me. I was dependent upon, on women for affirmation and validation because I didn't have proper male friendships and bonding. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of that comes from, from father wounds and, and a lot of that comes from just distrust of men in general over my life and seeing the way that men behaved and like, I don't want that, you know? And there's this other side. So I had to do a lot of practice on my own to get to a place of like, hey, I'm, I'm actually good at this facilitation thing. You know, when we were being circled together, we would help each other facilitate um, and process things. And I was like, I'm, I'm, seems like I'm a good listener. It seems like men respond. It seems like they're able to get somewhere. And, and we like to give men victories is kind of what we call it, right? Like, want you to walk away with a victory that the idea is not that you like beat yourself up or like you know go so deep that you get really sad and torn up like it's a part of it but that you walk away like you've got some gauze for the wound and you Mm -hmm. know how to heal it right and so anyways like once I figured out that I had that gift some people reached out to me and said I see you got this do you want to join this men's group we're going to go deep over the next six months and we're going to, you know, help men transform and coaches. And I, and I was like, cool. Like if I'm going to, it seems like the right time. Like I was at this juncture of like, I need to make some decisions if I'm really going to deal with these shadows in my life. And so I jumped in and I said, by the end of this, I got to become a coach. You know, I I need to be ready to do something with men if I'm going to make this big investment. Um, And so that's when our, our mutual friend, Angel Santiago, and, and I connected more deeply as well. He was going through a similar transformation. And he and I got to explore a lot of those things, um, you know, through wilderness adventures and just kind of doing things with our hands and <laughs> bushcraft knives and like making staffs together and like doing these things that men would have done back in the day, right? And, right. And through that process, I, did, I found this book called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. Mm. Um, and it's a f- 
fantastic book that's kind of like a one of the blueprints for archetypal work archetypal work being that which uh, we have these energies available to us as men that have been passed down from time immemorial um, that we've seen portrayed in movies and kind of like sensationalized but these were real people or based upon real people and attributes that we have within us uh, that we've lost and we've forgotten. Um, almost and- like you guys were thinking of like, it seems, and the, correct me if I'm wrong, almost like you decided that you're going to redefine that definition of what society thinks a man should be and how he should act. And what can, how does that look? You know, how does that redefinition uh, look, I guess? Hmm. Yeah, redefining it by living it, you know, yeah. uh, redefining it by being that example. And that's kind of what I found is um, I can speak a lot of, you know, flowery words. And that's what I was my crutch for many years and all these things. But like living it and acting upon it and showing the results and manifesting those things like that to me is uh, um an aspect, a hallmark of any good, of any good person. But I think especially for men who may, you know, want to puff up their chest or may want to Mm -hmm. act like they're carrying certain things and appear strong. Mm -hmm. um, Can you really do the work to, to be that? Um, And also at the same time, be willing to melt and be vulnerable and be willing to like be present for the full experience of chaos and drama and emotion. That's, a part of the feminine side of the world, right? The creative side of the world that you can't control, that you have to just be with and you have to be rooted and grounded. Oh, and how do, you, how do you be in both places? Yeah. Um, a lot of men either go, what's happened to men is they've either gone so far into the side of like, oh, I got to buff up and I got to be strong physically and all these kind of things and appear this way and make the money and you know from a material standpoint i'll look successful and i'll feel good about things but then they have no emotional capacity and on the opposite side oh i see all these men who are toxic quote unquote which is something we could talk about in a whole other podcast <laughs> but like, um you know and i don't want to be that man i want to be a good stand-up man i want to be a conscious and emotionally intelligent but then they're so soft that they can't actually hold space in relationship with mm. women or with people in general when when things you know hit the fan right they don't have the capacity to withstand that because they haven't really weathered themselves in a way and myself included like this is my story right you know and so i'm at a place now where i'm embracing that now and i'm feeling stronger and i'm feeling more grounded but it's still challenging i know? love this because this is um even though the, uh, your story is from the male perspective. Like I, I'm, I'm a single woman and I plan on getting married one day and I want to grow and evolve in that relationship. And, you know, hearing what you're saying is just, uh, that's what sparks in my head, you know, uh, that I would want a man who would be open to some of the things you're talking about. And so that the, the women that are listening to this show, even if you like, if you're married, I think that, Hey, can you, maybe this, uh, maybe they could use their husbands could use, you know, your classes, or maybe they could use your materials, right? I think that's a great way. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, um, because to strengthen your relation, your current relationship, or even get excited about the new relationship, 
I think if you brought something like this into the space at the very beginning, it would be, you know, you're, you're going to be on a, a path to amazing things happening. I think people wait so late in the game to until something happens to then address it instead of setting yourselves up for success at the beginning, like start to think about, okay, how, how does this relation look? Where are we going? What is it going to look like in the future possibly? And really communicate, talk about it together. Are you on the same page? You know, um, are you not on the same page and why not? Like, you know, and, um, and then for the, the male perspective, obviously, having the, the man actually look at that, because I know a lot of times women, especially will, will think that men are more closed off, not communicative enough or not showing their emotions. But, um, you know, if we found a, a man like, like you're talking about, who's already going through this transformational process, I think that's a good thing. If that makes any sense. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. You know, we, you mentioned earlier, kind of this, this new year, new you kind of mindset, right? Like, we have to take in, it's a time to take inventory. And in that sense, it's a positive thing. And it's the same thing when you enter into a relationship, like you need to t- consciously take inventory. Mm. Like, here's what I'm coming into this with. And I need to know what you're coming into this with. Right. Like here, here are my pain points and my wounds. And you need to know what those are because if they come up, which they will down the line, when things get more serious and we actually realize that we're more vulnerable and we want to commit to this and we want to have a family whatever it is right like if you haven't presenced that beforehand because you've pushed it down in order to appear strong if you are strong great if you got your stuff together great you know but like if you're putting on a mask like we wear a mask like we even did this process with some of the men's words where like you take off like here's the mask that i've worn and here's why i wear it and you right. present yourself in kind of this theatrical way. Yeah. Um, and because it, it helps to kind of like really let it go and say, cool, I'm taking this mask off. I want you to know that. Wow. And like, I'm taking this mask off. But like, know that sometimes I'll put it on and it won't be conscious. And yeah. you can remind, you need to remind me at that time to take it off. Hey, yeah. I, I see behind that mask, you know, mm-hmm. and I know who's there. I see so you. Come, come back <laughs> out. You know, I see yeah. you. Um, yeah. And we have, to, we have to be able to be in those spaces. That is amazing. And I'm about to tell you a little bit. Of, um, I, I can really relate to this because I remember when I first started to, to, um, to date again, this is after my divorce years ago, and I was ready to go out there, be serious about dating and try to find a, um, a nice gentleman or whatever, nice guy. <laughs> um, I was uh, meeting with some love coaches in, San, in the San Antonio, Texas area, which I know you're in there right now since San Antonio. Um, Angel, uh, it wasn't Angel, it was a friend of ours, um, Janie Terrazas. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Janie. She's amazing. And she was my love coach, her and her husband at the time. And um, they had told me right away, that um, I have a very masculine energy. That was a long time ago. I've, I've definitely transformed over time. But um, at that moment, I my my uh, masculine energy was just really apparent, and it was throwing guys off because the guy would see one thing, but then when they got in front of me, they would feel something different, and that would put them off. And I did not even know this. And so after being aware of it, um, you know, it took me a while to really understand. Um, but because I had, I was a single mom, I, I kind of grew up thinking because I was, I had my daughter at 19. So I was young. I was, yeah, it took me a while to really understand life and how I could get better at it. But I had this 
image in my head saying, oh, I have to be super mom. I've got to do everything on my own. I've got to make things happen. I can't depend on anyone but myself. And over those, over the years, I've kind of developed this um, really strong appearance. Like, you know, no one can touch me. I'm an, you know, unstoppable. I can do anything and I have to, because I'm the only person I have, I can depend on. Well, as soon as I really started learning, like, like you said before, leaning into it, because I know it, it, I was aware of it. It was in my awareness now. I was like, okay, I want to change. I want to get better at this. And I want to be able to let go of some of that masculinity and actually, you know, lean more into the vulnerable side. I didn't want my emotions to show. I didn't want people to see that I was, uh, or to think I was weak, you know, or whatever. I didn't want to ask for help. I don't need help, you know? Um, so it was, um, a part of my my youth where I was ignorant, I guess you could say. And I think we all are in some point, right? And we it's up to us to really self-educate and to really learn and grow on our own if we really truly want to see true transformation. So I'm so glad that I started paying more attention to that and being more aware of how was how I was communicating, how I was showing up, my presence, my energy. And I have to say I've come a long ways. I hope you can tell I'm definitely more on the feminine side, hopefully on this. <laughs> but to be honest with you, when you were talking about um, you know, that there is a kind of a balance, like everybody has the, um, masculinity and everybody has femininity. Right. And that some men are prone to be more on the, you know, on the, a lot of the masculinity and not enough of the femininity. I had this image of the Zen. What is that? The black and white balance symbol. Yes. That's what I, that came up in my head because I'm like, oh my gosh, because I'm getting really into this whole thing about how nature and the universe is all in balance. And that, um, if that, if, if nature can be in balance and the universe can be balanced, surely we can, because I used to have a problem with the word balance. And so I started redefining what that means. And I really honestly believe that, you know, there, that you can have some, some sort of a balance, more balanced nature about yourself where you can embrace both sides and be okay with that. <laughs> I hope that all makes sense. I know I went off <laughs> on a tangent here. No, you didn't. Um, you didn't. Um, to me, what you're speaking about um, shows up as harmony, you know, and there's a difference between balance and, and harmony. Mm, um, I like that. Ba- balance is kind of like a physical material world term where we can put it on a scale, right? And actually see right. it, that it evens out, right? And harmony is more of an internal process of uh, feeling into a sensation and a vibration um, uh, that we have to just like lean into and embody ourselves. Um, we, we've, we've forgotten and that's all we're doing, right? Like we are, we are in harmony with everything we just we're not aware of it Mm. you know when we're aware of it is when we feel the bliss and when we you know can approach these places like samadhi and yoga or whatever it may be where it's the moments where we feel the the shot of you know like dopamine and serotonin and all the things that fire off in the places of love and connection and being held like you know, we are in harmony in those moments because that's that's where our truth is, right? And like any other time, we've created walls, um, barriers, and the barriers come from our trauma and, and the barriers come from 
are in yogic terms, they call it samskara and samskara are the impressions that have been left upon you either by this life or by previous lives that you're still working out, right? That like, why, I don't know why I have trouble around this certain thing. I've never experienced it. Why every time I face up against this, you know, this wall do I retreat, right? And we have to, we yeah. have to deal with those things. And so we have to start to overcome that in order to be back in harmony, in order to be integrated. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why you played more masculine, mm-hmm. you know, was, and that I could speculate that it had something <laughs> to do with maybe distrust of men. Mm-hmm. And so you had to hold that space for yourself and, and your child, right. you know, at a very young age, right? And so you learned, you learned to put aside the feminine for a little bit in order to provide, in order to hold that space, in order to be grounded in whatever it is. And that's important mm-hmm. in certain moments for survival and for caring yeah. for another being, right? Like yeah. if you have to play both sides, it's unnatural for a moment, right? Like, and then once you realized, oh, like, I'm, I'm missing this side of myself that I, I had to put aside or I chose to put aside. Right. And now I get to integrate that. And that's, you know, so that's what we're coming back to, right? We're coming, we're working. That's what all this work is, right? Like is trying to come back to this original place of harmony mm, that, that we were good. in when we were a child, that we were in when we were connected to nature where we saw, you know, you watch children when they're on the playground or out in nature. Yeah. And they connect to these things far more like deeply than we do in general or more naturally, right? They don't have to think about it. It just happens. And And then then things happen, things happen and they forget or they're taught to forget or they get, they get hurt. And that's where all this stuff, you know, with like, the crux of this conversation um, that you mentioned earlier, like this reclaiming your faith and talking about God and spirit. That's what happens to people in life. Like it happened for me when I was like 12, 13, 14. I kind of saw the hypocrisy and like the youth groups that I was attending in church. And like, I didn't really feel like God was there or Christ or like the way that they professed Christ to be. I was like, "Ah, I don't see that like in a lot of the people, you know, but they seem to be the ones that are getting all the girls and having all the fun. And like, everyone likes them the most. I'm like, I I don't get this, you know? And I, it created this block for me around having a relationship with Christ as the man versus Christ as who he is in the church or God in general, you know, as what I need to surrender my life to, you know? So we have to go back we have to be willing to go back to those, those pain points. We have to be willing to go back to those, the, the root of things and say, what was the first time that I felt this, this story come up? That God is that evil and, and hurts people. What, you know, where did I come up with this? And we have to, sometimes we have to dig and we have to go into, and we can't dig when we're in the middle of the grind. You know, it's like, when we're in the middle of taking care of all the bills and technology, we're plugged into our phones and we're looking at things, you know, like we can't go that deep because there's so many distractions, right? So we have to go into these places of stillness and silence 
That's what meditation is for. That's why I do the nature work because like nature does, you know, most of the work for us. Amazing. You go out there and you literally like feel. I love it. Exited the, you know, movement of society and you feel stillness and silence for like the first time. Wow. And then you feel all those things. Then you can find that root. Then you can find those pain points and you can be like, oh, I haven't thought about that in 20 years. Like, I didn't know that's what that was. And I have to deal with that. Like, and I can choose not to deal with that. I can see it and be like, <laughs> oh, that's what it is and keep on living my life, but it's going to be there. You know? That's amazing. And I love the fact, Adam, that that they that people can go they don't have to do this on their own you know they have you there to guide them you shouldn't you shouldn't right you shouldn't you shouldn't start out that way at least yeah you can go there eventually but you need to know how to do it in the community and be guided there so you know how to feel safe and you know how to be guided and you know what you're looking for yes and then you can you know and then you and then you unlearn it right and so then you like say cool i have all the tools and forget everything that I was taught and just be with, with presence and with God and the spirit out in this place mm-hmm. because now I know what to do and I trust myself to be here and, and I've learned. You know, it's, un- it's unfortunate. I was just talking to my daughter about this, that it's unfortunate. And maybe I say unfortunate, or maybe it's a blessing. Maybe it's a blessing that we have to go through pain because pain from what I've understood from, t- uh, from training with Tony Robbins is uh, uh, the most the, the biggest way we learn is through pain. It really moves us to action. Um, it moves us to take a look and say, hey, what's going on here? Why is this happening? What can we do to make this better? Um, and I and through my studies of you know the Bible and things like that, I've I've learned that pain is there for a reason. It's a it's a tool to teach us. And if we look at it that way, instead of like say trying to avoid it, um, you can start to embrace it and be like, okay, something beautiful is about to happen. Um, and it says in the Bible that God can take something from ashes and create the most beautiful thing from it. You know, I forget where that was. I think it was in Job or something, but um, I think that it's a, it, it can be a valuable thing to lean into that. I, and I've done that personally with my, with my own personal growth. And I was going to talk to you about the uh, nature connecting with nature. I love, I love the fact that, like you said, it's so simple that when you're out there with nature, it's because when you look at it and you see how it actually operates, it's seamless. And it's flowing and it's beautiful. And if you just embrace it as it is, it's like, you know, it can be just be, it's just an amazing feeling. And I would get, um, I, when I was going, I did like this run challenge and I was running every day in the morning. And um, I have to say it was during those quiet moments, nobody on the street, just the birds, <laughs> an occasional dog walker, you know, it was in those moments where I felt the most like optimistic, positive, energetic. Um, and it actually had like this, it kind of like sparked, um, uh, like ideas and creativity and imagination in me. And I'm telling you, it was like through the roof, the things that were coming to me. And I would have like the amazing, these amazing epiphanies and these amazing thoughts of wisdom. And it was really cool to me when you say reconnecting with God and spirit, um, there's almost, like you said, like for me, when I went on those runs, I was creating the space for that to happen. I was creating the space for that connection to happen and through nature i think that's a great way of doing it that's i mean that's my own experience anyway 
And I think it's most people's experience, Rebecca, you know, um, if we're really honest with it, right? Like I've, I've, I've only been doing this work for a short time in, in a sense, right? And, but, and I've only taken, you know, like a dozen to 20 men out into the wilderness, you know, but like I haven't had a single man that has been like, uh, meh, you know, like that sucked. I wish I hadn't had gone that, to do that, right? Like, yeah. oh, nature, you know, nature's not that special, right? Like everyone that's there feels it. Right. Um, some of them are resistant at moments. And we've even had conversations. That's kind of part of what inspired me. Like one of the men was like, Adam, when you speak the word God, it, it messes with me. It's hard for me to hear that. And I wanted just to bring that in. I wanted to bring that into the circle, right? Of like, and we had a really beautiful conversation around it, you know. And um, that's what's going to be your experience if you're really present. That's my belief, right? Is that because because we come from this place, because this is where we were, and because this is like you know, Mother Earth is the the biggest, most beautiful example we have in our consciousness of like our original mother, right? Like holding us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to feel that love. We're going to, we're going to want to return to that. Like we want to return to that. Oh. So we're going to feel that. If we don't feel that, my belief is it's because there's something in the way. Mm-hmm. And we go into that place so we can get that out of the way. I love that. Adam, actually, sometimes, that's- you, sometimes you have to dig and you have to dig and you have to dig. And yeah. that's, what the pain, that's what the pain points is. So I wanted to speak to that. You yeah, please do, please that. do. The pain yeah. stuff, right? It's like, we see this in so many stories that become these fantastic trilogies. And, you know, we think of Lord of the Rings and yeah. Harry Potter, like you think of his little scar that burns, right? It's a remembrance right. of the pain, right? Of like, he has to deal with something, right? It's going to keep being there. Like Frodo, every time he, he has the ring and it gets heavier and heavier and heavier until he finally is able to let it go, right? And it's like any good story that comes through in that sense is going to have this hero's journey arc. So this is Joseph Campbell. This is, you know, you can read the hero with a thousand faces. He talks about the hero's journey and you, you start out with this place of, Everything's familiar. There's a call to action. And then you have to like leave your familiar place. And so then you go down into the journey and you have to remove everything that you let go of everything that you've ever had. And then you face this demon, right? And that's where the pain point is. Like it can look like an actual battle, which in today's world, we don't really deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, as much, you know, in rare circumstances. Um, it's often going to be an inner shadow of some kind. It's going to be, or it could be a death. It can be a divorce. It can be, you know, like many number of things it can be, you know, being assaulted, being hurt, whatever it may be. Like there are things that will test you. Um, and then you get to come out on the other side and then you have to reintegrate because you have to go, you have to pass that, you know, think of any like video game, you know, you have to pass the like, <laughs> there's a reason why you have to pass the boss level to That's get right. the boss round to get to the next level is to say like, it's going to get harder in the next level. So we need to make sure you're ready for this, mm. you know, and, and that's kind of what's happening in life. If we really take the space 
to become aware of it. And that's what we have to do is become aware of it. We, and that's where the spaciousness comes in. That's what you're talking about, about being on this run. And there's something that makes more sense when I'm like, when there's less people. Yeah. It's like we felt it, we felt it during the pandemic. Um, maybe we're feeling it again, but like we've kind of, we've kind of lost that moment, I think, because we've already gotten back into our old routines. But like when it first hit in 2020, and like the whole world was in the same place of stillness, mm. in the same place of like, we're all in our house. And for the first time in a long time, mm. we're quiet. Right. And then the world is not moving and cars are not flying around on the streets. And like that year I had like 30, 40 like monarch butterfly caterpillars that were crawling around in my garden and I got to watch all of them turn into butterflies and I got to go through all these beautiful things, but I also had to like deal with my stuff, mm. you know? And so it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, if we become aware and we listen enough. I love that. If we don't, then we just keep on going through our routine and we wake up and we, check our social media and we go to work <laughs> and we earn the money and we maybe go on a vacation every two years. And, you know, we do this thing to, to what, to what end? You Until know? you wake up 10 years later, wondering why you're stuck, why you're unfulfilled. Or you wake up on a hospital bed searching. and you're dying. Or you wake up on a hospital bed and you're dying because you got in a yeah. car, you know, something happened that couldn't yeah. be explained and you haven't spent that time, you know, realizing your God that you are God, you know, like that you and God are connected. Like I, that's, there's been this really interesting thing that I've been thinking about a lot, which is like, um, we are the only species that has forgotten that we are one with everything. Oh, I love that. Like we are the, we are simultaneously the only species that has forgotten that. And that doesn't live that naturally on a day-to-day -day basis. And the only species that, can, that can become aware that we are one with everything. You know, the birds that fly, you know, thousands of miles and the monarchs, you know, that make their journey from Canada to Mexico and just happen to know this one little jungle to go to, you know, in the whole world, right? They don't know that they're doing this extraordinary thing. They're just, they just know that they're one. They just know where to go. You know, the trees just know to connect, you know, the fungi know to go underground and build this beautiful web of like, connection and, and all that with everything. And we are able to be aware of that. We can say, wow, I'm one with, I can see myself in the sky and the trees and the plants and the, and the animals and the birds and the things and the crawl and, and in the <laughs> sea. Um, and if I, but like to not make use of that faculty, mm. it's lazy. Yeah, and I may sound I may sound very privileged saying that, right? Right, right. Like tall, tall white man with a <laughs> family that, that loves him and he's been supported throughout his mm. whole life and you know was born in America and all these kind of things. Like I get that. It's easy to say that. Because huh? um, a lot of people are in survival mode. Um, and like finding that time for prayer, for quiet time, like you can wake up 10 minutes earlier. Like you can find uh, that strength, you know, to 
take that 10 minutes in the morning to say your prayers or to say you're grateful for something, you know? And I know not everyone has the luxury to go on men's retreats and to, you know, like invest in those kind of things. And, and I hope there's a world where that happens and that we can bring that to more people, but, you know. I was going to say, Adam, that um, I love this conversation because as you were talking, I just have the, because I'm a, I got, I, I'm a visual, like a very visual person. So I like to think about like, how does that look, you know? And when you were talking about how, um, you know, when you look around and you see yourself in the sky and you see yourself, you know, and all these things, um, I think it's at that level, I think it's honestly where you're beyond your body. What I've learned in my training, because I love these kinds of things. I love learning to see what I'm capable of as a human being on this planet. Why am I here? You know, I have all these questions and I want answers to you. And I've been seeking, you know, answers to throughout, you know, my faith, throughout coaching, throughout all these different things and surrounding myself with amazing people like you. But I think that when you're at that level and you see yourself, you're, you're beyond your body. I believe that that's one reason, reason many people um, are not able to reconnect um, and seek the sacred and reconnect with God and spirit because they're so stuck with this right here. This is what, because this is what we can see when you start to go beyond that and meaning really, it's like we said, it starts within. If you want to go beyond, it starts within. Right. And so you have that, you have to let, learn to let go. You have to learn to open yourself up. You have to learn to trust um, in trust in God, trust in yourself, trust in others is what I like to say, but there's all these things, all these different factors, but I was going to ask you if there is, is there something, because I know you, you use the uh, video game analogy and metaphor, but um, I love that because if I'm playing a video game and I'm trying to beat the boss, I know I have the tools that I can do that with. If I use them correctly, I can beat them. And every level I get more tools so I can have, you know, tools, magic gifts, whatever it is. So I can continue to, you know, level up. What kind of tools that can you give people right now that they could take with them and start using and beat that first boss on this level where they are? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> like what are, what are, what are the, the gifts that I offer? Or yeah, what you point? offer or what you yeah. could tell them, like something they could take yeah. away right now and say, you know what, I'm going to use that right now. Whether it be waking up 10 minutes early to, to say a prayer or going on a nature hike with someone. What do you think? Well, let's do something. This okay. is going to be kind of unconventional, Rebecca. Oh, I love it. So let's you, do it. You, you asked me. So this is one thing. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pause for a second. We're, we're gonna slow down. Oh, okay. Um, and so this is you know every time that I gather with someone, the first thing that we do is we slow down. And before the check-in, before the how are you, all of those things. There's spaciousness, there's silence, and there's breath. And you notice in these moments, like the vibration in our bodies, that when we start to slow down, it takes a moment for our body to really find that stillness because we're always so used to being activated. So we allow ourselves to sink in. Breathe in deeply through our belly, really feel the air coming through our belly into our lungs, into our chest, into our heart. There's like four breaths that happen in one breath. And 
and like just allowing yourself to feel the energy moving through your body, the air moving through your body. Like how often do we consciously breathe deeply? Allow ourselves to completely relax in a conscious way. And from this place, we can do a number of things. We can ask a question to our inner knowing. What is the next step? I like to say, what's next? We can pray for someone that is hurting. It may be us. We can just listen to the breath. We can Visualize the light within us. We can just listen to the nature around us and become one with that. So once we create this spaciousness and the stillness, there's infinite possibilities. And if we can gift ourselves with this, even once a day, we wake up before we go to bed. Like if we can start our day and end our day with a sense of conscious opening and closing. It's gonna it's gonna gradually change every aspect of our lives. Because the thoughts that we go to sleep with and the thoughts that we wake up with and the practices that we go to sleep with and wake up with will set the tone for what we choose to go forward. So we slowly come back out of this process. I love it. We open our eyes and then we're able to connect and we're able to actually share, okay, here's what I'm feeling in my body. Like, do like a mind, body, spirit check. My mind is, mm. so like, it's practice. Like, okay, like my mind right now is at ease. Um, my body is spacious. And my spirit feels connected. How is your mind, body, and spirit? I feel like I'm just like, huh, because as you're bringing me through it, I was just taking those deep breaths. And every time I did, I try to like, okay, be immensely aware of my body and just releasing and sinking more into it and just letting go. So I feel more relaxed. Mm, beautiful. So this is this is one one major step, right? So allowing yourself that's that process. And you can do that process um, in your home. You don't have to go out into the middle of nature to do that. <laughs> right. If you can, if you can do it because it's going to be even more powerful and you set yourself, I mean, this is an aspect too. like create a separate altar space for yourself. It doesn't have to be like an actual made altar, which I would recommend finding some space in your home that you can make where you put something that reminds you of your highest truth. Right. Mm, that's good. It may be an image of a deity. It may be an image of your mother. It may be a piece of chocolate. It may be whatever, you know, it's like, oh, that never makes you happy. Um, you find a space for that in your own home. And you can also find that space sought somewhere there. You know, I have my altar spaces in like a million different parks around San Antonio. You know, there's a space that I go to because that feels sacred to me. And I know when I go there that I can like really disconnect and take care of myself. Um, and giving yourself that, like it could be 
once a week and you say, I'm going to every Sunday at sunset, I'm going to go take a walk in the park and sit down, you know, for give yourself 30 minutes. I mean, you know what I mean? In an entire week to do something like that and watch what happens, you know, take, take note of what happens, bring a journal. Oh, that's good. Reflect into that space. Um, you know, share how you feel afterwards. If you're into the social media game, integrate your experiences into social media and share with people. Hey, I just started meditating and I feel awesome. Like if more people knew that people were doing that, mm. like that, the world would become much more calm and peaceful, like guaranteed. Yeah. You know? So, so these are, these are things that you can practice on a personal basis in terms of what I offer, you know, these are gifts that I offer, right? Like, so I do one-on-one coaching um, where we go, we dig deep over the course of six months. And we really, it's kind of like an archeological dig. You know, we go, we go find the bones and we <laughs> dust them off and we put them out on display so we can see them and we can make sense of them and where they come from, you know? And like, we come That's- back out and we say like, cool, like now I'm more ready for, my mission in life or my work or my relationship or to love myself or to love God or whatever it is. Right. So the one-on-one work, one-on-one work does that most deeply over time. Um, the wilderness journeys, you know, are a chance to, to reset. Mm-hmm. You know, so we go out into nature for three, two, three, four days. Um, I've started integrating like a day of fasting and a day of silence to that which was super powerful wow and and vulnerable you know challenging um but super powerful um allowing that space to reset allowing yourself to connect with each other in a way that is not about what you do you know we don't talk about what we do in the world we don't talk about you know the roles that we play um we talk about like our hearts we talk about spirit connection and talk about love about how we can show up more fully in each area of our lives and what's keeping us from doing that right it's keeping us from showing up like where are these obstacles and so we do that work and um for those men who are not in my geographic area like i do online program i'm gonna launch another one soon called accessing the mature masculine which is archetype work the king warrior magician lover that we mentioned earlier Mm-hmm. And it's finding, providing men um, tools through breath work, through meditation, through daily life. How can I access the king energy in my relationship? How can I show up more as a warrior in my work so I can, mm-hmm. you know, reach those goals? How can I, how can I be a more conscious lover, you know, and more intimate and more open? How can I tap into the intangible as a magician? and listen mm-hmm. to spirit and listen to my inner knowing, my intuition. And so we talk about those things and we open that up in a circle online um, that, that's really powerful. And then, and then we do culminate it in this like little day retreat out of nature to, to oh, wow. together and stuff. So, I so love those, are, those, are my, those are my particular offerings. Okay, this is great. I think the audience is going to love this. And I have to say, I'm so glad that you went with us into the, you know, just that's the quick session of just releasing and just being present. 
um, when I first talked to you on the phone, as a matter of fact, I want to tell the audience. So I was eager to have Adam on the show and um, I, I had, I called him real quick to confirm the time. And I just jumped right into the conversation. Da, 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 da. And he goes, hi, how are you? And he's like, <laughs> you know, you're all like, calm, what's going on? You know, are you doing, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm, I'm fine. How are you? You know? And so I, I think for me, uh, this is going to be my homework, you know, mm-hmm. just to learn how to get still, how to reset in that moment. It could be a quick two seconds, you know, like you said, a, just a breath and be like, you know what? Okay. We're here. I see you. I hear you. I acknowledge you. How are you? <laughs> I think that's beautiful. Um, and one last thing I have to ask you before we we head off is uh, you mentioned on the phone India. Can you tell us just a little bit about on what's on the horizons for you? Because that sounds for amazing. <laughs> mm, thank you for that reflection, Rebecca. Um, <laughs> yeah. On one of these journeys, speaking of the wilderness and silence and spaciousness, uh, I take a yearly trip to Big Bend, uh, which now I started taking men on this journey with me. Um, Big Bend National Park is this beautiful place in West Texas, um, one of my favorite places in the world. Um, full expanse, desert, mountains, all the things that you need to like really feel small and to feel quiet. And I've never felt kind of the voice of God and, and seeing the stars and all these things in the way. So when I, I felt at that moment, uh, it was my birthday. It literally was like midnight and I woke up in the middle of the night because it was like 35, 40 degrees or something. And I was like shivering and I woke up at midnight and I, because I heard this voice and the voice said, you're going to go to India in a year. And you're going to have to leave behind the things that you know. And it it was like in this this beautiful, like ancient Indian woman that looked like this, I have this poster of divine mother, like up in the cosmos, you know, like surrounded by the Vishnu and Brahma and, and Shiva and divine mother is looking over all of them. And it looked like this kind of ancient woman, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, let's do that, you know? <laughs> like, and then and that was a year ago. And so the entire year became a, a preparation for getting ready for that and really seeing if that was true. Mm. You know, leaving behind. Um, um, tomorrow's my last day leaving, you know, leaving the nonprofit that I've led for the past, you know, I've been a part of for six years, you know, and like, it's been a big part of my journey and like letting that go and allowing that someone else to take the lead. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm moving out of my home in, in three days and that I've been in for seven years, you know, like, um, and I'm going to seek the sacred. I'm going to live what I'm preaching. You know, I'm going to India. I've always wanted to go. I am I, a part of the fellowship of Paramahansa Yogananda called Self-Realization Fellowship, uh, which is using meditation for God-realization and living that in day-to-day life. Um, And so I'm going to go follow his footsteps and visit the homes that, like, where he meditated in and, like, his his ashram near Calcutta and then travel to Kathmandu and to, to Kashmir and 
go trekking the foothills of the Himalayas and oh, that's amazing. And just be with different teachers and, and listen, you know, the, the goal for me is to like, it's going to be the first time where I don't have any obligations. I don't have any timelines or deadlines. I have no time. I don't have to be back anywhere. I don't have to respond to anything. That's you know, like, I don't have to play a role for once. Mm-hmm. I get to just, I can be nameless. You could just be. I can just be. I love it. I love and it. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond thrilled and blessed to be supported in this and to like be in this place where God has called me into this journey. And, um, and, and I know that when I come out, you know, I'm going to be mm. very clear on how I'm meant to be a service in the world. And, uh, and I'm so excited for that. That's amazing. And it's like, it's great because I can see that once, uh, once this happens, if you go through all of this and you come out on the other side, it's like, you know, you're going to, you're already making an, imp- an impact where you are, but it, that I think that's going to grow even, even bigger. Um, I love it. So thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing wisdom and passions and gifts with us today. Truly remarkable. And I, I love having people like you on, I'm telling you what, because it always makes me feel good. And, and it also always shows me areas that I need to grow in to take a look at. Right. And, um, other areas that I can shine in too, and really use my gifts to help people as well. So everybody listening and watching, make sure you reach out to Adam, um, if you need help. And especially if you know a man in your life that needs help in, the, in these areas where they need to, you know, get down and dirty and they have to, you know, reveal some things and you got to grow and they have to triumph. They're looking for a victory to make sure they reach out to Adam. And um, of course, always I'm here for you. And Adam, I was going to say, what's uh, the best place for them to find you? Mm, cool. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for all that. Um, uh, Instagram is great. Mentor for the uh, mentor for the masculine all spelled out. Um my website is adam-tutor.com. Um, you can find out more about the retreats and the one-on-one work there. Um, and my, if you want to enjoy my music, I'm a musician. Ah. I have music for meditation that's out on Spotify, on Bandcamp, on YouTube under my name, Adam Tudor. And um, it's created as an act of love, a labor of love. Um, or for you um, to use for your <laughs> highest, highest good and deepening. So I pray that any of those services may um, be a benefit to you on your journey. That is beautiful. Thank you so much. I'll have all of your information in the show notes, of course. And um, I, you have to keep us uh, in the loop. And as you progress with uh, everything, when you're over in India and doing things, I can't wait to follow you online and see all the cool things that you're into. So thank you so much again, Adam, for being on the Rebecca, show. It's really a blessing. Yeah, thank you for this incredible opportunity. It feels really good to do this at this time. It feels like a preparation for what's coming next. Right. Hey, you're going to be just like that butterfly in your garden. That's happening. I'm going home. (laughs) I absolutely love it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Girl's Guide to Greatness. And remember, go out and do something great.